Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Friday, February the 3rd, 2023, at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. Today's Focus, what do you do when you can't? focus. Okay, that's not really what today's focus is about, but at this very moment, I'm supposed to be doing a program where I give you one thing to focus on, and I'm sitting here behind the microphone, and I can't focus on one thing right now because I'm very much distracted. So before I give you actually what I want you to focus on today, let's, let's, uh, just entertain my distraction. Here's what happened, all right? I got ready to go live. And for those who don't know how this works, what we do is we go live first on the Sermons 2.0 app and the Church One app. That's where we go live first. We start the live feed and I kind of do what I call my pre-show show, right? I just I just usually randomly talk about anything. It's you know, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. I, I should start that live feed and have like a pre-recorded message. The show will begin in five minutes and then music or or just something. Maybe just bring up a slide that says the show will begin shortly. Stay tuned. But I don't like to do that. I like to just go live and just kind of just kind of talk to whoever tunes in, right? I'll, I'll refresh and see that, you know, one or two people tune in and I'll just kind of have a talk. But while I'm doing that, I'm also looking at the Sermons 2.0 app. And as I look at the Sermons 2.0 app, I will notice that there's other live broadcasts going on. And a lot of times I will, I will click on one just to see what they're doing. Are they doing audio only? Are they doing video? What does their video look like? What are they talking about? Oh, that looks like a broadcast. I, so then I'll follow that broadcast so that it will show up in my feed on the Sermons 2.0 app, whatever the case may be. Well, I was, I was live, you know, technically doing a pre-show and I, and I saw that Calvary Baptist Church in Sand Springs, Oklahoma was live. So I'm going to turn up the volume here. I clicked on it and I said, play video. And uh, her children, Angie and Joe, in with with AB and Kathy uh, for a period of time and all the all right now AB and Kathy uh, for a period of time hang on I gotta close this I gotta close this I love to hear it right, here we go so please continue there we go all right so uh, I couldn't get it to go I uh, couldn't get it to close out all right so I clicked on it I know you hear that you're like well what is that I don't know what's going on that's okay that's okay let me explain as soon as the video opened there was a man standing behind the pulpit and right in front of the pulpit is a casket. It's a funeral. It's a funeral being live streamed. And immediately I got all distracted. Immediately I got all distracted. And, and so I know this is not today's focus, but I would love to get everyone's thoughts on this. I would love to get your opinions. Would you want your funeral live streamed. Now I know this is somewhat common to do, right? A lot of people will live stream their funeral, say on Facebook or live. So that people who can't be there can watch. But I, 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 and I know everyone has their own. So, so before I say anything, let me make it very clear. Everyone 
grieves in their own way. And I don't think you can ever say, well, why didn't you grieve like this? Or why didn't you do that? No, no, no. I, I can't stand when people tell you how to grieve. You have to grieve in your own way. You have to process the grief of someone's death and 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 how a funeral is done. I think that really, ultimately, the only thing that matters when it comes to a funeral is the immediate family, the people who are her her most impacted by the death of that individual, how they need the funeral to go so that they can process, so that they can grieve appropriately. Whatever everyone else thinks, who cares? Keep your opinions to yourself. It doesn't matter. Now, my own personal feelings, here's my own personal opinion. Like when I pass away, there will be no funeral. There will be no funeral at all. It will not be live streamed. It will not, there, no, I, it will not be. It will just be for my most immediate, immediate, immediate family. No one else, no words are to be said, nothing. They can just stand there. They can talk amongst themselves. And then when the casket is lowered into the ground, then if they, if they want to take a handful full of dirt and throw it down on the cat, that's it. And they can just talk for however long they want to stand there, and then everyone can just leave. I do not want a funeral. I can't stand funerals. I despise funerals. Now, I know some Christians are like, no, when a funeral, that's where you need to preach the gospel. Preach the, and I, I don't see someone's death as an opportunity to try to evangelize. I just don't. I mean, now other people, I understand that. But put it this way, let people grieve. Let people grieve. Uh, in their own way. So I just thought it interesting that they're streaming a funeral. What do you think? What do you think about streaming a funeral? It seems odd. It just seems odd to me. This is my own personal opinion. And I'm just, I mean, look, I'm, I'm trying to get to today's focus, but this is what I'm focused on right now. And I have the microphone. How do you feel about that? Like if you're, if you're on the Sermons 2.0 app and you, you click on a video, or let's say it's video and it's a funeral. Do you watch it? Do you watch it? If you're on Facebook and you see someone goes go live, do you watch a funeral if it's being like like I don't know. I first I don't because it just feels like that's none of my business. Two, it just seems weird to me. It seems strange to me. But at the same time, if the family wants that, I understand it. And I would not condemn it. Again, people have to be able to grieve in their own way, whatever way that may be. But I just found it odd. Like there's a funeral right now while I'm live on the air, getting ready to do a today's focus episode. There's another live stream going on where a funeral is being live streamed. And I know there's funerals being live streamed all over the internet today, you know, and because it happens every day. But every time I stumble upon it, it just feels, it feels odd to me. It feels weird. Like I can't imagine. Now, when my mother died, my mother died when I was young. And I, I can't imagine that there would have been like cameras live streaming that. I don't know how I would have responded to that. I don't know how well, I, I don't know if I would have done very well. I don't know how that would have worked. I, I know this is an odd topic. I know it's an odd topic, but th this is what happens when, <laughs> when, when I get distracted. But I'm just really trying to process that. 
I mean, some of you will be like, oh no, this, I would, I would want it live streamed. And I understand it because for family who can't be there, it's, it's a, it's a way for them to, to participate and to be there and to help them great. Like some people are going to send me a long email with, um, okay. Someone just says, seems very intrusive. Yes. It, I don't know. It, it does feel that way to me as well. I'm trying to understand both sides. I'm just conflicted. I'm just sitting here conflicted over it. Like for me personally, I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, it says, paraphrasing, Ecclesiastes says something to the extent of being more profitable to be at a funeral or house of mourning than being at a party. Oh, that's interesting. Um, we need to find... Okay, it does. It does. It, now, that is true. I, I guess you could say there is something beneficial from being at a funeral. Someone's re- making a reference to a verse in Ecclesiastes. I would have to find it. Um, that is, in a sense, more profitable to be at a funeral than at a party because it forces us to face our, our reality. I guess so. I guess so. But I, I, I want I, someone's going to have to find that benefit at a funeral other than mine, because I don't want no. there will be no funeral. There will be no funeral. It will just be my family gathered at the graveside to, to say whatever they need to say for them. It's just, it's for them. Um, Ecclesiastes 7, 2. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to look at this really quick. Ecclesiastes 7, 2. That's a, that's an interesting verse. Thank you for bringing up that verse. I wasn't even contemplating this. And I know this is not exactly what we're supposed to be talking about right now, but um, yeah, I, I, I struggle with this. I, again, I hate, I loathe funerals. Maybe I loathe funerals because of my mother dying when I was young. And I felt that the whole concept was vile and evil and it did not help me grieve in any way, shape or form. In fact, I think it made it worse Everybody walking up to me saying ridiculous cliches. Ecclesiastes 7.2, It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, since that is the end of all mankind, and the living should take it to heart. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful verse. So, so Ecclesiastes would be are making an argument that there is great benefit from it. Um, it's just, it's not going to happen at, at my funeral. It just, it's not going to happen at my funeral. It's just, no, it can't. Um, I'm sorry. You're going to get, uh, you're not going to get that benefit from me. That's, that's all I can say, whether that's right or whether that's wrong. That's just a feeling. So, um, I'm opening up the speaker app. Thank you. So thank you very much for Ecclesiastes 7 too. I almost want to just go with this as the today's focus, but I, but I will not because it's not what I plan. But I will just put that out there. Like we, Ecclesiastes 7 2 would tell us the benefit of being at a funeral. Does that same benefit happens because the funeral is being live streamed? Like when I click on a, a live stream and I see the casket. It is a reminder that one day I will be laying in a casket. So I guess it does have that benefit. I won't deny that benefit of being confronted with the fact of our own mortality. I do believe that is true. So I, I guess you could say it's a good thing. I guess, I guess once again, it comes down to the immediate family. If they don't find it intrusive and they have no problem that they're in, in this particular case, 
on Sermons 2.0, the person that was standing behind the pulpit talking the first time I tuned in, it was the son, and he was talking about his father who had passed. If he has no problem with it all being done that way, then, you know, or in all the arrest of the family, I mean, I think it would have to be unanimous. I, I personally feel like the whole family would have to be, we all want it live streamed. We all want this to happen. We don't feel it's intrusive. But if there's one family member who doesn't, should there, shouldn't they be considered as well? Like, how do you, how do you work that out? I, I mean, I don't know people who have large families and, and like cousins and uncles and all of that stuff. I, I mean, I don't know anything about that kind of world, but for those who have all of that, I mean, I don't know how you process for everyone because everyone's going to approach it differently. So I don't know how you pull that off, but it just, I don't know. For me, when I see a, li- a funeral being live streamed, it just feels awkward to me. It feels weird. But of, of course, that it's going to feel that way to me because no funeral. That, that's my, that is my rule. No funeral. In fact, if it was up to me personally, right? Like if my, and again, ultimately for me, when I die, it, it's not, a, I mean, ultimately it's not about me. I mean, like, you know, who cares if my family decides they want to do something, they can do whatever. But if it was my own personal preference, here's what I, and, and I truly, truly mean this. I would want to be buried in an unmarked grave where no one could ever find my tombstone headstone. Nobody would even know that I ever existed. That would, that to me is the, is the appropriate way to go to die and to never be remembered. That's that to me, there's something, I like that feeling. I like that feeling for some weird reason. I I don't know, but, but that's, that's the thing that that's, that's how I've always been. Even way back on the day when I was uh, on social media, I never wanted to use my real name because I never wanted it to be about me. Like I, I never want things to be about me. Right? Like when I became a pastor, no, you cannot put my name on the sign. So I would not allow my name to be put on the sign. If any mailings are sent, we will not put my name on any. I don't want my name associated with the church. I don't want my name associated with this podcast. I don't want my, I don't want my name associated with anything because there's something bigger than me. So like the funeral becomes about you. And then, and then people get up there and have to say they, it's weird in life. You're typically only remembered for the worst thing you've ever done. But in death, you're remembered for only the good things that you have done. Isn't that weird how that works? In life, you're only remembered. People only think of you based off the worst thing you've ever done. That's what they know you for. You become marked. You get the scarlet letter of whatever it is. In death, you're remembered for only the good things that you, it's so weird how, how, how does that work? Like, I don't know. I don't know. You think that in life you would want to try to see the good that people do and not just the bad. And then in death, you would want to be remembered for the totality of who you are, the good and the bad. I I don't know. But yeah, there you go. But let's, let's get away from all that. I've already spent 15 minutes. See, this broadcast is already going the wrong way. No, it's not. It's not. It's going exactly the way I want it to. Okay. Because today's focus is really about what I'm focusing on. And that's what I'm thinking about. But in reality, here's what I want to discuss. Today's focus is don't let them slip. Don't let them slip. Now, as many of you know, 
I kind of got obsessed, preoccupied with a verse in Colossians chapter three. Many of you know that. I tried to do a couple of broadcasts. I tried to spark conversation. I don't think others caught on to what I was seeing or what I was trying to figure out, but I I really thought there was something there. So let's go back first quickly to Colossians chapter three. Now today's focus, don't let them slip, but let's go to Colossians chapter three. And I want to remind you of verse 16, because I'm still just obsessed with this verse. And remember, it was the verse of the day on family radio. It was around one o'clock in the morning when they read. No, it wasn't one o'clock in the morning. I think one o'clock in the morning, they're doing Bible reading. So maybe it was maybe it was earlier, a little later. I don't remember. But all of a sudden they said, the verse of the day is, and they read these words, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you and all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now, a lot of people focus on the singing part and the psalms, the hymns, the spiritual songs, and it becomes a discussion about music. That's where a lot of the the focus goes. But for me, the focus has always been, from probably the very first time I've ever read the verse, was let the word of Christ dwell richly among you. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you. And like, exactly what does that mean for God's word to dwell richly among us? That, that's, that's an, that's a little easier maybe to understand. Um, let's see. How does the King James translate it? How does the uh, King James translate it? Let me open up my other Bible. King James translates it this way. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. Uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, dwell in you or among you. Among you, I, I could I could almost go with a different interpretation, but in you. So I focused on how do I, as an individual, let the word of Christ dwell in me in a rich way? Now, the dwelling is almost like taking residence, taking abode. Okay, all right. I know how, th- I know the th- thinking about getting God, how to get God's words inside of me, read it, study it, memorize it. That's where everyone focuses on how to get God's word in you. But I think God's word can be in you, but it's not dwelling richly in you. It can be in you, but it's not dwelling richly. So how do, how do I let this happen? How, what, what do I have to do? Because the text is telling me, let it, right? Again, Colossians 3, 16, Colossians, let the word of Christ, like there's something I'm supposed to do. How do I get God's word? I know how to get God's word inside of me, but how do I let it dwell richly? Like, like I want it inside of me. And then I want it in a sense to have access to every part of me. It dwells richly. It has access to every room, to every closet, to the basement, to the attic. It has, and and how, how, what do I do? So I've been just thinking and 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 thinking about that. And I don't have any definitive answers. And most of the commentaries just was more like, well, this is how you know God's dwelling richly in you or or this is how you do it. But well, they're not really so much how you do it. It's more like you need to read your Bible, study your Bible, listen to your Bible, you know, that those kinds of things. And I just think there's more there. So I'm still trying to contemplate that. But in the process of contemplating that, I don't even know how I stumbled upon this today. Oh, I oh I think it was from a, let me see. I think I have the email here. Let me see here. I think it was from, 
me here. Where do I have it? Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. I get lots of emails. Lots of emails. Um, it came from the Navigators, a daily discipleship, a uh, daily discipleship, a devotional by Leroy Elms, and it showed up on my email box today. And here was the key verse. And I'm sorry, I'm turning away from the microphone. I'm looking over to my left here at my iPad. Here was the verse. You ready? I'm going to read it from the King James. I'm not going to read it from the devotional. I'm going to read it from the King James. All right, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now, Colossians is like, okay, I've got to let the word of God dwell in me richly. So I've got to let it in me and then it's got to dwell richly and it sits have free access to everything. But at the same time, Hebrews comes along and I know it's has a specific historical context here, but we're, we're kind of told here, do not let the things which we have heard, let them, uh, we need to take heed to them or we'll let them slip. So don't let them slip. We want the word of God in me. I want it to dwell richly, but I, what do I have to do not to let them slip? I have to take heed. What does that mean? So I thought today we would just spend a little time in Hebrews chapter two, verse one. If I said Hebrews 11, I obviously, I, I have Hebrews 11 on my mind because that's what we're spoke, focused on for the Bible study exercise. But Hebrews chapter two, verse one, is what I want to focus on this morning. And I want you to focus on. All right, so Hebrews chapter two, verse one, we're just going to work through this verse, not somewhat in a semi-expositional way, but I can't spend too much time. But my first thing is I want to give you a little bit of homework. All right, here we go. Hebrews chapter two, verse one. The very first word in the King James is, therefore, therefore, and a different translation, Hebrews two, for this reason, for this reason, we must pay attention. For this reason, we must pay attention. Or again, back to the King James. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. What is the reason that we should give the more earnest heed? What is the reason? For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to that we have heard so that we will not drift away. That's how one king, that one translation, another one. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to anything which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Is the, is the reason, now typically when you see therefore, the therefore precedes it, right? A therefore, based off what you've just heard. So the, is this therefore like, hey, because of what we just heard, or is the therefore saying, therefore you should give the more earnest heed because we have a tendency to let them slip. We've got to pay attention to what we've heard because we have this tendency to let them slip away, to let them drift away, to let them move away. So what is the therefore, therefore? Is the therefore like, based off what was said in chapter one, we've got to give, we've got to give it the more earnest heed, lest they slip away. Or therefore, we have to hold on to God's word and take heed to it because we don't want it to slip away. I'm, I'm just going to give you two options. The therefore, is the therefore based what came before? Or is the therefore really looking to, hey, guys, 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 listen, listen. 
Therefore, you need to take heed to what is being said because we have a tendency to let it slip. We have a tendency to forget. We have a tendency to let it go. Which, which way would you look at this? Which way would you read it? I, I, I would love to get your thoughts, but let's work through this quickly. Here we go. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. We have to give the more earnest heed. All right, let's work on some of these words here. The more earnest heed. Okay, I'm going to make sure nobody has said anything. I'll check Spreaker in a few minutes. Let's open up the Blue Letter Bible app. The more earnest heed. All right, so I'm going to open up the interlinear. interlinear. Give the more earnest heed. It's basically a phrase. It comes from one Greek word. And that Greek word is, to give the more earnest heed, is this. Strong's G, 4056. Perisateros. 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 All right. Uh, and it means, perisateros, mean, 13 times, more, ab- it's used 13 times, more abundantly, more exceedingly, more abundant, much more, more frequent. Strong's definition is more super abundantly, more abundantly, the more earnest, exceedingly, more frequently. So when it comes to Hebrews chapter two, therefore we, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that we, which we have heard. The things that we have heard, we should give a super abundance attention to. We should, and a, a greater degree, we should more earnestly, more exceedingly, especially above everything else, above everything else we hear. Above everything else, above every other word, above every other subject, above every other thing, we should give the more earnest heed in those things which we have heard. And I think it's referencing the things we've heard about God from his word, what God has revealed to us. Now, you could argue a lot of things had been revealed in Hebrews chapter one. Like when you get to Hebrews chapter two, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed. Hey, all of these things that we've just learned and you can go read Hebrews chapter one. There's some amazing theological truths in there. Hey, look at what we just learned. Look at how amazing this is. Therefore we should give this the more earnest heed. Now that therefore would point backwards, right? Hey, look, you see all this wonderful stuff that we've just learned these amazing words, we have to give it an a super abundance. We have to give we have to give it the more earnest heed, super abundant attention. Again, the Greek word is Strong's G four thousand fifty six. Perisateros. Perisateros. Perisateos. All right. Perisateos. Yes. All right. Now let's do this. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. Now, let's look to the to the Greek word for heed. To heed. Strong's G, 4337. Prosecho. 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 All right. Now, prosecho is used 24 times. It is translated beware, give heed, take heed, give heed, take heed, take heed. Take heed. Basically, all different kind of versions of take heed. Strong's definition is to hold the mind 
Pay attention, be cautious about, apply oneself, adhere to, beware, be given to, give and take heed, have regard. So we should give our super abundance attention to what we have heard in context. Hey, therefore, based off these amazing, now I'm going to, now again, there's, there's two ways of looking at the therefore. I I don't, you know, I don't like to always give you all the answers, but you can either look at it. Hey, therefore, based all of these amazing things that we've been taught in Hebrews, a chapter one, verses one through 14. Now in chapter two, therefore you should give the most super abundance, exceeding heed attention to those words. Or you can say, well, therefore, you should give the more earnest, superabundance attention to these words because you have a tendency to let them slip. I think that, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you which way I think the therefore goes. All right. Prosecco. All right. Prosecco. Um, and well, there's a, so much more. I'm trying to go through these uh, quickly. All right. So Hebrews chapter two, verse one. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now let's look at the the Hebrew, I keep saying Hebrew word, the Greek word. We're in the book of Hebrews, we're looking up the Greek. If I said Hebrew word, I apologize. We should let them, uh, we should not let them slip, or we got to be careful about letting them slip. The Greek word is this. Strong's G3901. Parareo. 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 I can't roll my R's. Parareo. Parareo means, uh, it's used one time, let slip in Hebrews. Uh, Parareo. Strong's definition is basically carelessly pass, let slip. The outline of biblical usage from Thayer's Greek lexicon to guide by, lest we be carried by, pass by. Let the salvation which these, these things heard Show us how to obtain, slip away from us. A thing escapes me. It slips my mind. Hey, therefore, guys, we got, we got to give the super abundant attention to the things we have heard, because if not, we will let them simply slip. They will just slip our mind. They will just pass away. They will be, let um, me see here. It will just escape you. Um, it will, it will be carried by. It will just be like, it, it'll just come. I'm going to use this kind of cliche. It's going to go in one ear and out the other. It's just going to float right by you. It's like, you know, it's like two ships passing each other in the night, right? It's like, there, there, goes, there goes God's word. And here you come and it's like right past each other right past each other until you, unless you're like, no, 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 no. We need to, we need to throw a rope. We need to grab on. We got to tie these two ships together. It's, you've got to anchor yourself to it. You've got to take the more earnest attention to it. You've got to grab on, hold on to it, lest it will slip away. And everything says that we let it slip away constantly. Constantly, we let it slip away. Constantly. I mean, there's too many studies to show this. I mean, I'm a pastor for crying out loud. Trust me, I know this. You can stand there on a Sunday morning and preach for an hour, pour everything you have into it, all your emotions, 
all your energy, all your focus, all your time. I mean, you're by the time it's over, you are spent. You go home, you get food. You're like, okay, okay, okay. All right, get ready, get ready. Go back Sunday night and maybe you're going to continue the message. Maybe it's a part two, whatever the case may be. And then you're like, okay, guys, this morning we talked about. And everyone looks at you like, what are you talking about? You remember like, you know, you're right here in, in this building. We were here a couple of hours ago. We had a sermon. You know, we've been in the book for five years. Does this? And sometimes you get a look and it's like, what just happened? There was no earnest heed given. There was no super abundance attention given to the words and they've already begun to slip away. Some may be able to remember, yeah, I think we're in whatever, but in many cases, it's gone. They're gone. We did not give the more earnest heed to it. We did not give the more earnest heed to it. Now, let's do this really quick, really quick. I'm running out of time because I'm supposed to have done 15 minutes. But that's okay. We're going to go back through every Greek word. You ready? Because I, I think I kept saying Hebrew words. Greek words from the book of Hebrews. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest. Let's go to the word earnest. Remember, to give the more earnest is the phrase. It comes from one Greek word. The Greek word is? Strong's G, 4056. Parasoteos. Parasoteos. That teros. Parasoteros. Parasoteros. That's the Greek word, and it means the more earnest, exceedingly, more frequent, much more, the rather, right? More abundantly. I, I, I cannot stress this. When you hear a sermon, when you're a Christian podcast, when you're at church, those words, if, they're, if they are proclaiming, teaching God's word, you are to give the more earnest. You are to give the more earnest. You should be more earnest about them. You should be more super abundant about them. There should be a different approach to them. Now, I know, under, listen, I clearly understand. This is written to the Jews Clearly warning them of 70 AD is coming. 70 AD is coming. Judaism is about to be wiped off the face of the earth. They need that which is better. This is to keep them from trying to cling to a, a religious system that's no longer going to exist. They're no longer going to have a high priest. They're no, going, no longer going to have a sacrifice for sins. We have to understand Hebrews in light of this is written to warn them of seven, the coming destruction of 70 AD. Maybe not just specifically mentioning it. But it's telling them, you can't go back to this system. Well, here, they need to be more earnestly heed to the truths about Jesus Christ, to the truths articulated in Hebrews chapter 1. But we, the same thing applies to you and I. We have to give a more, we have to be super abundant. We have to be in a greater degree about those things that we hear preached and taught. Are you? Are you? Do you? I know I fall short of this, but we have to give more attention to this. All right? So there's, there's the, the Greek word, per, parasoteros, um, dealing with the idea of to give uh, more earnestly, to more earnestly, and then the word heed, to give the more earnest, and then heed is this Greek word, 
Strong's G, 4337. Prosecco. 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 And Prosecco, again, means to pay attention, cautious about. Now, we didn't look at the outline of biblical usage. It's to bring near, bring a ship to land, and and simply to touch, and simply to touch at, put in, to turn the mind, to attend, to be attentive. But please note, to bring a ship to land. So you're not letting the ship just go by. You're grabbing onto the ship and pulling it to the land. It, you're you're, you're going to grab onto it. We have to be super abundant about the word of God so that we take heed to it, that we, it's more than just giving attention. It's to turn the mind to, it's to be attentive. It's to attend oneself, to apply oneself to, uh, to be given to, addicted to, to devote thought and effort to. Are you addicted to it? Are you give thought to it? Like the super abundant attention. I'm grabbing, I'm pulling the ship in. It's not going to float by. It's not going to be two ships passing. And I'm going to grab onto that other ship and I'm going to, it's going to stay with us until I bring it all the way to the land. And then I'm going to touch it. I'm going to, I'm going to grab onto it. I'm going to take heed to it. So there's earnestly take heed. Prosecco. Prosecco is heed. And then we're not going to let them slip. We're not going to let them slip. And then to let them slip is this Greek word. Strong's G, 3901. Parareo. 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 I can't can't roll my R's. Parareo. That's the idea is we can't let them drift away. We can't let them drift away. As Christians, we've got to we've got to be the ones that grab onto God's word and hold on to it with everything in our power. Now, again, that not, not, it doesn't mean immediately that. And again, we can and, and I want to make sure we understand this. We can grab onto it. We can hold on to it. We can take heed to it. We can give super abundance. We can be addicted to it. I still think that that is different than letting the word of Christ dwell richly in you. There I'm just grabbing onto it. I'm holding on to it. I'm like, I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to go. I'm going to give it my full attention. But I think that that's still a different thing than letting it dwell in you richly. I think dwelling in you richly is I'm grabbing onto it. Now, once it's in me, it's got to have free reign inside of me. I think I, I do believe there's a difference there. Others may not see that. But Hebrews chapter two, verse one, we cannot let these things slip. Because that's what we naturally do with things. You, I'm going to try to give two closing illustrations. If you've ever been in a conversation with someone, maybe it's a spouse. And unfortunately, sometimes, we can start taking someone for granted. It happens. And they speak to us. Maybe they speak to something important. They speak to something that maybe about their emotions, maybe about a hurt, a hope, a dream, a fear, something. And you pour yourself out to that person. And then two days later, five days later, six days later, Either you say something or they say something, and immediately, boom. I mean, it's like a knife in the heart. You realize they don't remember a thing about what I said. They, they, 
They they did not take the more earnest heed to it. They let it slip away. It's already gone. They, it, it was just words in one ear and out the other. It didn't mean anything to them. It didn't impact them. It didn't, it didn't have, it was nothing. And you know how that feels. You know how that feels. That, that's literally the life of a pastor, right? Because we, we, we take, I mean, as a pastor, you hopefully, man, what you're preaching, what you're teaching, hopefully you're passionate about it. You're not just writing a sermon. You're passionate about it. And then when you realize people don't remember it, it hurt. Oh, man. Oh, man. It, I can't even explain to you. Like, you just want to be like, you know what? Well, forget, forget everyone. Forget you. If you don't care, why should I care? You know what? I'll just buy a sermon series and just, and just, and just, you know what? I'll just phone it in. Well, who cares? You don't care. I don't care. And then that's where pastors can become very bitter. It can, I mean, it it definitely happens. I mean, I think we have to be honest with this. So you know how it feels. I know how it feels. Maybe in different situations, but we all know what it's like. You're like, wait a minute. I told you this. Like, do you not even remember? Do you not even care? Did you not even give, forget earnestly taking heed? Could you just like partially take heed? Could you like partially, could it mean something to you? But guess what? As bad as all of those situations are, it can make a pastor bitter. It can be detrimental to a relationship. It can lead, and even in the relationship, it can lead to bitterness and not even lead to bitterness. You can just start going, you know what? Well, then fine. Why bother even telling you anything? I, I would do better to tell my dog or cat or tell my diary or tell my journal or, or tell the you know, homeless guy down the street, whatever the case may be. But as, as, as much as we can all relate to that, oh man, what's it like when we take the word of God? inspired and we don't take give the more earnest heed and we let them slip we don't bring the ship to the land I, I, I think we can all go man that's I see that now one more illustration I started this today's focus with a distraction, right? We talked about funerals, talked about live streaming funerals, my not wanting a funeral. But I do know this, that all those words said at a funeral As far as the person who has passed, they're useless. You can talk about how great they are. You can talk about how much you love them. You can, you can say whatever you want. Doesn't matter, right? Those words are irrelevant to the person in the casket. So you can try to either say those words for your own comfort, right? So really it's about you. Or you can try to say words for the comfort of the people listening. And in many cases, they're such in pain and grief, they don't even hear the words. So a lot of those words are useless. But here's the thing. You know what we let slipped? We let slip the opportunity we had when the person was alive to say something. Because once they're dead, it, that opportunity has slept, slipped away. It is gone. Whatever I wanted to say to my mother when I was there at her casket, right? When I was there at the, the grave, it didn't matter. 
Any, anything I would say to her then, it was for my benefit. It wasn't for her benefit. It was for, it was for me. But, and the words I wanted her to say to me, she couldn't say. That moment had slipped. And everybody knows the story who've listened to me. You know, I wasn't living at home because of the horrible situation. She called me on a Wednesday, said, maybe you can come over Sunday. We could have this conversation. I don't know what that conversation was going to be. I don't know what it was going to mean. I have no idea what was going to transpire. I will never know. But it didn't matter because that was Wednesday. And basically by the weekend, she was gone. And it was unexpected. Nobody knew it was happening. What, 39 years of age, gone. No more gone, slipped. Now, that as, as sad as that can be, what I want you to see is that in a sense, we, we sometimes, we, we let things slip away. We can let an opportunity to say words slip away. But in this particular case, Hebrews is saying, don't let God's word slip away. Don't let it slip away. Take the more earnest, a superabundant, exceedingly, take the more earnest, heed, Grab on to, attention, turn your mind to, focus, be addicted to, pull the ship into the land so you can touch it. Take the more earnest heed so you do not let them slip, drift away, pass away, go away so that we have the word of God. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to grab onto it while I have the ability to grab onto it. And I'm going to take the heed to it. And then what we have to figure out is once we do that, how now to let it dwell in us richly. There, there's your today's focus. For Friday, January the 3rd, 2023. I hope, and I'm going to once again go back to the speaker app, make sure I didn't miss anything. Got to make sure, one second, just making sure I haven't missed anything. There we go. I haven't missed anything. I hope that that was somewhat beneficial. And hope you'll give this some attention and focus today. I apologize that this today's focus went 46 minutes. I know trying to exegete a passage as fast as I could. I apologize. Apologize for messing up uh, at least one of those Greek words really, really, really bad. I think I finally got it right by the end. (laughs) The other two, I don't think I messed up too bad. Uh, But... We got the Greek words. We know what they mean. We understand the significance of them. I apologize if I refer to them as Hebrew words because we're in the book of Hebrews. And I apologize if I referenced Hebrews 2 as Hebrews 11 because my mind is saying I made all three of those mistakes. Okay, But if I did, I apologize. But today's focus, Friday, February the 3rd, 2023, don't let them slip.